Okay, 2018. This is a psalm for the year. It's one of my favorite psalms, Psalm 67. And I'm not going to keep you long. We're going to head over for the potluck shortly. But I just want to use this psalm as somewhat of a springboard into not only what I'm going to be teaching on, because we're going to take a little departure from the psalms, and we're going to be getting into a study on love. But this is such a great psalm to springboard us into a discussion about the love of God, what it looks like, how does it get carried out in our lives, in the church, in our world. So I'm going to read it. It's seven short verses. And it says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. And may God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. So there's a petition that God would be gracious to the people of Israel and bless them. In fact, that he would make his face shine upon them. Why? Well, simply so that his ways would be known throughout the earth and his salvation among all of the nations. Now, when you think about the grace of God and the blessing of God, do you see yourself as a recipient of his grace, of his blessing? Is it dependent upon something? In other words, Do you consider yourself a recipient of grace and blessing when you are financially or materially prospered? Or do you see yourself as a recipient of God's grace and blessing when you are physically healthy or emotionally at peace? Is there something that predicates your understanding of the receipt of God's grace and blessing into your life? In Ephesians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul says this. He says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has, past tense, blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. So, past tense, he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So our circumstances really do not demonstrate whether or not God has been gracious to us, whether or not God has blessed us. If our circumstances were the indicators of God's blessing, then the apostles would have been the least blessed of all men. All of them suffered martyrs' death. uh, The Apostle Paul frequently was persecuted, frequently was without his basic needs. 
oftentimes rejected even by those who ministered with him. Had God been gracious to Paul? Had God blessed Paul? According to his words here, yes, he had. He had given him every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So moving into 2018, I want us to begin to, as a church, recognize and through faith live out the fact that we are recipients of God's grace. We have been blessed as people. Regardless of what situation you find yourself, whether or not the bills are being paid on time, whether or not you are physically on top of the world, whether or not you have been forsaken by everyone, the reality by faith is that you have received God's grace. You have been blessed by him so that his ways may be known in the whole earth, his salvation in every nation. You are a herald of the gospel of God, and that is why he has blessed you with this message. See, now, I think one of the things that has happened in the church is that we have become very earthly focused. And we perceive God's presence in our lives, his blessing upon us, dependent upon material circumstances. And it ought not to be. Paul Paul said to the Corinthians, he said, if in this life only we have hoped in God, we are of all people to be the most pitied. Now stop and think about that statement for just a second. If, if your hope in Christ is all about this life and how he blesses you in this life, then Paul says you are of all people to be most pitied. Because the real hope in Jesus Christ is in the resurrection, is in the life to come. Yes, he will provide for us here, but he'll provide in ways that sometimes seem profoundly confusing. As a pastor, I often am asking God, what are you doing? I don't get it. This is not what I'm asking for. Have you ever been there? You know what I'm talking about? God's ways are higher than our ways. And if we are looking for God's grace and his blessing in material, physical, emotional well-being here, we are missing the mark, church. We're missing the mark. And I will be the first to confess and the first in line to state that I have missed that mark. But God has been speaking to me. And I'm moving into 2018, I personally am moving into 2018 with a different appreciation for what God has in store for me. I'm praying the prayer of the psalmist. May God be gracious to me and bless me. May he make his face to shine upon me. But I'm seeing this in a way different perspective than I ever have. His face shining upon me. 
to me, it may say something different to you, but to me, his face shining upon me means his love is directed towards me. And love is the key, church. We, individually, but also congregationally, face some big challenges in 2018. We face some big challenges. But I'm convinced that as we walk with the knowledge that God is gracious to us, he has blessed us, his face of love is shining upon us, and as we live out that love, and we're going to be looking at this over the course of the next several weeks at least, perhaps months, what is love? My challenge to each one of us is that we begin to not only talk about love, but that we begin to live it in a new way. Paul's writing to the Galatians. And the Galatians had gotten off to a good start. They started off in the Spirit, loving one another, but they slipped back into legalism, into criticism of one another into a a law-based relationship as a church, both with God and with one another. And Paul is, is chastising them for this. And he says to them in chapter 5, he says, It is for freedom that Christ set us free. Stand firm then, and don't let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Listen to this. For through the Spirit... We eagerly wait by faith for the righteousness upon which we hope. I want to read that again because Paul says this is happening through the Spirit. But listen to what he's saying. He's saying, and he's including himself in this, he's saying we. He's saying we eagerly wait by faith for the righteousness. In other words, Paul knew that it wasn't this life that he was hoping in. It was the resurrection in which his hope was the righteousness would come. But it was by faith that he waited. And for by Jesus Christ, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. Let me translate that for you. It means if you want to live a religious life, go ahead. But it's not going to advance you with God in the least. You may impress other people but you don't impress God. You want to know what impresses God? You want to know what makes his face to shine upon you? This is what the the apostle says. The only thing, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. No matter how well we sing up here, no matter how many programs we might initiate, unless we love one another the way God tells us to love one another, it counts for not. The only thing 
that counts is faith. In other words, that belief in what you cannot see expressing itself in a God-fueled love. So this is my prayer for us moving into 2018. This is my hope for community church. That we make His way known in Gunnison. Not our way, not the community church way, not the religious way, His way. And His way is faith working through love. You know, we can do a lot of wonderful things, the Apostle said. We can give ourselves to be burned even. But if we have not love, it profits us nothing. So we're going to be focusing on love over the the next uh, few months. We're going to be talking about, hopefully, really putting uh, some practical wheels on what it means to love God, to love one another, and to love the world that is absolutely lost. We don't talk about that a whole lot in this church, but I want to conclude with this because it's been on my, my heart this whole week. When we walk out of this building and you re-enter whatever circles of influence you have, and I do the same, all of those people who do not know Jesus Christ, absent a born-again experience, absent being exposed to Jesus Christ and coming to him in faith, even those family members and friends that you love dearly, do you understand that they're headed for a devil's hell, an eternal lake of fire? Now, I say that because I wanted to capture your attention, but it's true. And this, I'm saying this because this is what God has been speaking to me this week because I have been hugely convicted that I've not loved the lost the way I should. And by God's grace and with his blessing, I'm going to take a hold of his love for this world this year in a new way. I hope that you join with me. I hope that this church comes together in love, not in carping criticism of one another, not in opinions that are simply man's preferences, but in God-ordained love. If we do... I don't care what challenge confronts us. I don't care how dark or difficult it may appear. We win. Heavenly Father, I pray for this church. Pray for me. I ask, Father, that you help me to see through eyes of faith that I have received your grace, that I am blessed but that I have a mission.
but I have a mission because of that grace, because of that blessing, to make your ways known in the earth, to love my brothers and sisters even as you have loved me, to go to the world that they might praise you as I have been privileged to do. Lord, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by your spirit. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who try at all. And so, Lord, we invite you in. We ask, Lord, that you construct within us hearts of love. Feet of faith. And help us to transform this community so that this time next year there will be many, many, many new souls in your kingdom because of the power of the Spirit, the truth of your word, and the love of this congregation. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to rise.